keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to WrestleCoast. It's your host, Dan. I'm glad to be back. I'm here with Robert, Mike, and Scott. We just watched Winter is Coming, but we're also going to cover the roast of Charlotte Flair. How are you guys doing? Scotty? Good, good. Yourself? I'm good, man. I'm good. Mike? Robert? I'm all right. I mean, I I just didn't think the matches were long enough. (laughs) <laughs> all right we'll talk about it uh roast coming up we got mick foley next week then we got our year-end awards got some big announcements folks our january roasts january 7th we got edge january 14th we're bringing back the 10 count for a week uh and january 21st we got jake the snakes roberts and then january 20th we're probably doing 10 count again so uh let us know what you guys think about the new format uh, for Patreon, we're doing Jingle All the Way 2 this weekend. Then we're off for the holidays. Then we're reviewing Day 1. Then Battle of the Belts. Then this is I'm so excited for our January Patreon roast. Look, we're, 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 we, we switched out Anoki. We'll do Anoki another time. But this roast, I am more excited about than any roast we've ever done. He is tangentially related to wrestling. He was an impact, so that counts. And by that, I'm talking about... MMA's favorite wordsmith, Tito Ortiz, everybody. I'm nice. Yeah. So, just so people know, um, going forward, two regular free roasts and then one $5 Patreon roast every month. So, you will get three roasts a month, and that'll still be just enough for you to see the cracks in our writing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And uh, for our $10 tier, probably, probably doing raw this week. Um, we did, uh, we did raw. I also did ring of honor final battle, um, by myself, which, you know, uh, is how you should, uh, has how you should review a, a minor pay-per-view, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's also the-, the only way to watch ring of honor. That's how they should promote ring of honor next time. <laughs> the, only the only way, way by honor. yourself, no <laughs> friends. Yeah, by, listening, by listening to Dan talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, every, I every, every day of Dan's life is a final battle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what better Christmas gift than becoming a patron, folks? Gift it for yourselves if you like us. Uh, Patreon is where all the good shit happens. So, uh, I mean, there's some fun shit. Too, but or, or for the woman in your life oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah she's gonna need something while she's chained to that radiator let's get to the show <laughs> start off with the roast of charlotte flair i don't know how excited people are about this one i am i really like charlotte but scott let's start off with you what do you think about uh the queen Oh, yeah, I think she's great. I think she's one of the greatest uh, female wrestlers ever, right? I mean, top four, probably. Top five, for sure. I think she's awesome. Super athletic. I've never seen a, 
a terrible Charlotte Flair match. I've heard they've happened, but I don't really watch Raw. Um, yeah, every time I've seen her, she knocks it out of the damn park, which is like big time events. Um, her match with Asuka at WrestleMania during COVID was the match of that weekend. That was a two uh, Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley. She no. Did. Well, no. no, she had. Didn't she have a match with Asuka in front of like oh, nobody year. though? Yeah, it was this year. Oh, it was this year with Asuka. Twenty twenty, it was Ripley. Yeah, Dan's right about that. Wait, oh, okay. I don't well, think she, she didn't year, wrestle yeah. on WrestleMania this year. Well, when the fuck did she fight Asuka? Because that was amazing. Um, and it I was think COVID. I thought that was Mania. She's fought, fought Asuka a couple times, but I, I do think she fought on Raw against Asuka, and, and then maybe there's a pay per view. I don't know. They repeat matches a lot. What if I just thought we were talking about someone? I thought I'm like I thought this was Liv Morgan. <laughs> that would be so weird if you were this huge Liv Morgan fan. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a fan of hers. I do not think she is really anything like Rick. I mean, um, in terms of like on the mic or anything, she's more uh, like Hunter for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's definitely like carved her own path, and she's her own person entirely and to every time i think of the argument of her being the best female wrestler ever i don't even think like oh and her dad is the best male wrestler ever like it does i don't even think about that part because when you talk about best female wrestlers ever she's in the conversation and it's just fact it's got nothing to do with who the fuck her dad is what do you think mike i I agree with that mike yeah mike what's your opinion of charlotte flair i think yeah i mean i think she's great you know i think that Sometimes, um, you know, they, 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 I will get to a bright side here. They, they, they push her a lot. They put her in things where she's not always needed, but then she does, you know, her job. Um, you know, uh, I thought that, you know, WrestleMania 32, I think it was the one in Dallas, like might, might be one of the low key, open key fucking worst WrestleManias ever. And the match that she had, was it with, with Sasha Banks and Becky or was it just Sasha? But, but whatever the, the match that it was had. with Sasha and Becky. Yeah. I mean, that was by far the best match of the night and it, it wasn't even close. And that, that mania is awful, but they were great. I mean, even, you know, like I didn't want to see Oscar lose, but it was a great match. Like she always puts out, consistent work um you know she could fucking go you know and i and i think that it's pretty incredible you know she wasn't trained to be a wrestler at an early age she wasn't one of the flair kids that was on tv or anything you know she took to this like fucking what like eight nine years ago and and look where she is now is is pretty uh incredible just in terms of uh, the ability and just how much of an athlete she's always been. She's, I mean, we, we can at least say this, you know, she's a better athlete than her father. Yeah. 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 I mean, she can. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, Dancing. And they're like, she can't kick his ass. My wife has been doing that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, let me just go through um, some of the notes that I have here. Um, one of the four pillars of the women's revolution for real. She's the first female to headline a pay-per-view, first female to headline WrestleMania, which is kind of incredible that she had she had both. Um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, like her list of accomplishments, you know, 13-time WWE Women's Champion, two-time NXT World Champion, one-time WWE Women's Tag Champion, winner of the Royal Rumble, main event at WrestleMania, like I said. Number two in Rolling Stone's wrestler list of 2016. That was across both genders. Number one in the female PWI 50, feud of the year in PWI. And number two on the Sports Illustrated best wrestler list. I'm a big Charlotte fan. I understand that the 20-minute the promos can get a little much, but man, does she fucking lay it in, dude. And... You know, her and Becky and Roman are, Roman and Rock are really the only feuds in WWE you don't mind seeing a couple times. Robert, what do you think about Charlotte? Uh, yeah, Scott hit the nail on the head when he said she has great matches because he doesn't watch uh, the current product. Um, I'm sorry, this is the bright side. Uh, Charlotte, when, when it's the big stage and it's a, it's a main level match, they can trust that Charlotte's going to deliver. She was part of the 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 new crop of women that they had that were not the 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 divas the the audience was conditioned to demand a better women's wrestling match and charlotte was at the forefront of that it was you know charlotte and sasha and becky and bailey uh any combination of the four of them you knew you were going to get something pretty spectacular uh charlotte always delivers when she's on a, uh, a main stage. And, and it's not the caveat of she delivers great as a female wrestler. She delivers great as a wrestler. She's someone that can easily main event shows and people don't notice. They're just like, yeah, no, it makes sense that Charlotte would, uh, would be in the main event there. Uh, she does have a great presence. She has natural athletic ability. I don't think she has the same athletic ability as Ric Flair because it is very tough to have a 60 minute wrestling match. Can you imagine a 60 minute wrestling match in 2021 <laughs> the, i mean the audience hey, would we'll know what the fuck the to do with themselves later on what what are you talking, we'll, I'm, talking, yeah, talking I'm only focused on charlotte flair here I, I think charlotte is she's a she's a great heel the audience loves to hate her but at the same time they want to cheer her in a way where they respect her which is a very rarefied position for a wrestler to be in and some of the recent work she's been doing, she's focused on elevating the other talent that's there. She had a great match with, with Shotzi. She's had a great match with Tony Storm. She, she cares about making the business better than it was when she came in. Yeah, absolutely. She had a great match with Bianca, too. The finishes sucked, but that's, that's booking. That's not them. Um, just some other WWE great... is always guilty of shitty finishes. Speaking of which, we're talking about Dynamite later. Uh, but let's go through some of the great matches that she's had. I mean, Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series, her match with Becky at, at Evolution, uh, her match with uh, Sasha. She was in the first Hell in a Cell. She had a good match with Trish, man. She fucking carried Trish in that SummerSlam match. She's uh, she's incredible, man. I mean, I understand that she can get annoying, um, but also a serious athlete. Like Scott said, awesome college volleyball player. Got a degree at UNC, which is not full sale, folks. It's a little bit more difficult. So I'm a big Charlotte fan, despite, you know, the fact that half the dirt sheets have been written specifically about her in the last year. And I think we're done with the bright side. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Is there really a bad side to the lady, though? We'll see. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the point of the show. Uh, all right. So I, I've started you random.org is how I decide the lineups. Oh, Randomizer, nice. I put our names in, I hit the random button. That's how it happens. The first name is Scott. Boom. Oh my gosh. All right. Let me bring up 
Here we go. Oh shit. All right. Nope, that's not it. Sorry, boys. Okay, here we are. Charlotte Flair. Before the implant, she looked like Edge. <laughs> and once a month, she looks like Gangrel. <laughs> She's Dolly. Pardon my father. He's legally perverted. <laughs> one night a few years back, she finally stepped out of Rick's shadow because that's where his throw up was landing. <laughs> oh, that's great. Her promo style is Britney Sean Spears. <laughs> she looks like a bridezilla and not like a bride who was bossy. No, she looks like a literal, like, like if a bride and Godzilla had sex, it would look like Charlotte <laughs> Flair. <laughs> she looks like who Hillary Clinton sees in the mirror. She's a real life Helga Pataki. Hey, Andrade! Move it, Mexican! Hey, Andrade! Some people will get that. Some people. I got it. Hey, Arnold. Yeah, there we go. She decided to date a Mexican because she already built up walls. <laughs> She's Mandy more title wins than she deserves. <laughs> She's Gamora, but Flair kills her to sign with Tony Khan. <laughs> oh wait, to have dinner with Tony Khan. <laughs> She's one of the four horsewomen, along with Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> uh, some people say Charlotte is just Rick with a vagina, but if Rick had a vagina, he'd have fisted himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> She's the first woman in WWE too athletic for Vince to be attracted to. <laughs> Charlotte's bags are Prada. Rick's bags are colostomy. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, rumor is Charlotte recently dumped Andrade El Idolo when she found out he was not Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> got you up on everybody's got you up on. All right. Uh, next, uh, today we're roasting Charlotte Flair. The Flair we can still talk about. <laughs> roasting charlotte is like watching her wrestle in a main event yeah it makes sense but does anyone actually want it <laughs> if you think genetics or nepotism are the reason for her success i got two words for you david flair <laughs> rick flair has two daughters or more important importantly hey there's two women that he doesn't want to have sex with <laughs> allegedly <laughs> She's overachieved just by being a flair daughter that didn't marry Conrad. <laughs> You've got to be very careful about what you say about the flares. You don't want to be accused of strut shaming. <laughs> Charlotte is actually very well adjusted for someone that's had eight stepmoms. Rick is a Republican, but has lightened his stance on immigration once Mexicans started coming into Charlotte. <laughs> there were recently rumors that Andrade and Charlotte were going to split up, which all coincidentally happened right around the same time Jose took his shirt off. She's <laughs> 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 been champion 13 times in seven years when it took her dad 23 years to have that many championships because they mattered back then. <laughs> 
Uh, the biggest pop she ever got was from her ruptured implants. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And finally, I hope I wasn't mean to Charlotte. I genuinely appreciate her work and can't wait to see WWE continue to push her above way more interesting women for decades to come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Dan. All right. Charlotte's the face of the women's division. Well, she was three phases ago. Before WWE, the closest thing she had to pro wrestling experience was getting arrested for hitting a cop. (laughs) She's a legit shoot athlete that can kick ass, which is why Charlotte better be careful around Sonya Deville. She's from the Queen City, which sounds like what a white bachelorette party calls themselves at a drag brunch. (laughs) She broke up with Andrade. We found that out when they were both seen in public without their matching fuck bruises. (laughs) I'm not saying she's a bad girlfriend, but there's a problem if you're the one making Alberto Del Rio feel suffocated. (laughs) In Psych the Movie, she played Heather Rockrear, which is either a stupid Hollywood name for a wrestler or what Tony Atlas went by on Backpage. (laughs) She appeared in the ESPN Body Magazine as part of the slightly more fuckable than Vince Wilfork section uh, of Patriots fans out there. She was in PCB, which sounds less like a stable and more like something we'll find in Jeff Hardy's toxicology reports. (laughs) She beat Natalia after Dana Brooke distracted her in a Ric Flair wig, which is how Vince described Charlotte Flair. Her and Becky are no longer friends. Imagine being found unbearable by someone who wakes up to Seth Rollins singing in the shower. (laughs) Why do birds suddenly appear? (laughs) She was the last Divas champion. Now Diva is used to describe a wrestler who wants to keep their Twitch account. (laughs) She's starring in a remake of Walking Tall, because she hates it when Hollywood tries to remake old classics. That was a fucking walking tall roast joke. Fuck you, walking tall. Well, I got two more. She got COVID, but to be fair, she's a flare. She's not going to check whether something's 19. And finally, she got angry at Dave Meltzer for saying she was getting a makeover. Hey, Dave, not all of us can rock Bruiser Brody shirt tucked into sweatpants with matching bow bites. <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, all right. Uh, today we are roasting Charlotte Flair, aka the daughter Rick didn't have to sell to Conrad to pay off his debts. <laughs> Charlotte is proof that Rick can do something with his dick beyond exposing it to a stewardess. <laughs> And much like Tommy Dreamer talking about Flair's antics on Dark Side, I'm now going to get canceled for calling a flight attendant a stewardess. <laughs> Unlike her father, Charlotte is a welcome sign to flight crews on a plane because you can never have too many flotation devices. <laughs> Charlotte is impressive. She's the only woman able to keep the Flair name without it costing Rick half his stuff. <laughs> Don't worry, these won't all be about Rick. Charlotte's her own woman, assuming you ignore her last name. The robes, the blonde hair, the finishing move, the in-ring skills, the athleticism, the questionable choices in romantic partners, the ability to alienate locker rooms, and oh yeah, yelling woo. (laughs) Back in his day, Rick would wrestle for 60 minutes and it would be hailed a classic. 
Charlotte's matches were equally praised for going five minutes without the crowd chanting, boring. <laughs> Rick said he had concerns about his daughter dating wrestlers. It could always be worse, said Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> the nature boy would often cry when he would see Charlotte's matches, and Vince would often cry when he would see the ratings for Charlotte's matches. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, along with Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Bailey, were known as the four horsewomen, which is mean because they're not that ugly. <laughs> Little known fact, Vince McMahon named Charlotte's finishing move. Figure eight, face three. <laughs> I don't want to say Charlotte's difficult to get along with, but it takes a lot for both the locker room and the audience to side with Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte made history by being the first woman to main event at WrestleMania, though it sure seemed very late in the show for the audience to need a bathroom break. <laughs> Charlotte made her debut in WCW on Nitro at 14, which is yet another reason Lawler wished he was on commentary for Nitro. <laughs> in 2008, Charlotte was arrested for assaulting a police officer. So no, Ric Flair never thought he needed a DNA test. <laughs> And finally, Charlotte accomplished things her pro wrestling brother, David Flair, never did. She won world titles, main evented pay-per-views, and heard her father say, I love you. <laughs> Man, we should have done a show in hell with uh, David Flair, but instead we did a show in hell about the, the segment that the internet has been buzzing about. All of 2021, Charlotte, in quotes, drops the title in a uh, title exchange. And man, you know, like the stories about this are way better than when you actually watch it. And you're just like, OK, so she kind of like threw a title on the ground. And I mean, it's obviously bitchy, but it wasn't our best show in hell. That's what I'm saying. I'm apologizing. It's it's a very who gives a shit moment. Um, yeah. You kind of got to talk about matter. it. But it's a who gives a shit I, I also heard that it like she didn't even mean to throw it. It was like it did slip a little, which is odd. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily. Uh, it doesn't look like it, but yeah. But it's like, dude, I mean, I've seen titles be thrown into rivers and shit. I don't care. It, it's <laughs> your bad. Like they should have never switched titles anyway. That's stupid. It's also stupid to be mad enough to you know ruin a segment but it was ruined no matter what so that's why it's not a big deal to me because even if it went as planned it's still bad so at least what she did made it worth discussing the booking since you know and we're going to talk more about wwe uh in 2022 we're talking just as much about AEW and all the other promotions folks don't like get it like it's a threat Coming in 2022, <laughs> we're going to talk more WWE. So well, I mean, me and Robert have probably watched the most. Well, we definitely watched the most WWE out of everybody on this podcast since. And the women's division has been kind of like the athlete. Obviously, the athletes, I think, are, are better than than AEW. But the, the segments and the storylines have not been as booked as strongly. And I think it's all because of the Becky Lynch heel turn. It just wasn't ready to happen yet. And, and that's the problem with this segment, too. People still want to cheer Becky. Well, no, the problem with this segment is Charlotte was unprofessional on television. That's why it really belongs in show and hell, because you rarely get that where someone's on live TV and they go into business for themselves, especially in 2021, where, you know, Nick Khan will fire somebody for looking at him the wrong way. So Charlotte 
at this point in time felt like she wanted to get out of there. She wanted to potentially go to AEW or go do something else, go be with Andrade, go, go atone for what happened to her dad. But when, when you're in the ring with somebody in any kind of a segment, there needs to be a certain level of trust that exists. And when that goes away, when someone goes rogue in a segment, it, it sends a red flag of, can we trust this person? And it's why the, the Charlotte Becky match that they had at Survivor Series had so much intrigue, not because it was a well-told story, but it was because are they going to go into business for themselves? And this was on the heels. I mean, it was of, the only good match on the show, by the way. Like for all this controversy, it, it was the only good match. It, it on the was, show. but this was also on the heels of you know where where Charlotte and Nia that match got out of hand and they started shooting on each other in the middle of the match and they were throwing live rounds at, at one another. Uh, so it was as part of a string of erratic behavior going on with Charlotte, which if there's any way you want this story with her to end, the way you don't want it is for her to be fired for being unprofessional. And I think that was where this teetered. It seems to have, you know, the, the toothpaste is back in the tube and things are fine going forward. But this moment was a real potential tipping point for what the future of Charlotte Flair was going to look like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a segment that... Um... You know, you can clearly see Becky getting pissed because, like, when the Becky Lynch character gets pissed, it's very Conor McGregor-ish. And this, she just does that thing that you do when you're pissed where you like, kind of overextend your jaw but shut your mouth sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's it's going to be talked about forever. Hopefully there's no more segments like it. But uh, we'll see, man. Uh, I, I don't think that – I don't. I, I think that now – there was enough blowback there, but, but it, it also says something. I think that the reason that we're talking about this and the reason that the internet was talking about this for so much is that there was a lack of intrigue in women's wrestling, you know, and it's like, all right, well, let's talk, let's do the, let's do the real housewife shit or the total divas type of shit. Yeah. But if this segment aired at nine 30 would have been a different story. <laughs> all right speaking of which it's time to get to dynamite or dud we are reviewing the 2021 god damn it stop me. fighting we're me and scott supposed to talk about this oh i thought uh i thought scott didn't you okay i'm sorry uh mike what did you think of this? <clears throat> oh i did talk about it i did yeah, scott did sorry okay mike. um i just no i mean this is this is like everything i don't like about modern wwe there's an authority figure in there there's a segment that is just there to have a segment. Um, they're setting up a match that has no stakes, and the switching of the belts. Like, what is what does it matter whether they switch the belts or they keep them and bring them to their respective shows? It's just, it's just like a waste well, I mean, of they got, they painted themselves in a corner on that because. You know, they wanted it to be a SmackDown and Raw champion. And then it, it but you're, I mean, you're right. There's a reason for it, but you're right. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, but all this, all this to say, um, we don't need to cover that much more WWE. You know, at least, at least on our Facebook group, you know, we'll have open discussions for Raw and we'll get three or four responses and Dynamite gets like 50 to 60. Um, and it's because it's a more exciting product and this kind of well, you know what hours. it is, Mike. You know what it is, Mike? We got the key demo. We got the key yeah. demo, guys. <laughs> but it's, but it's just that it's just like this segment, like this was like two months ago, and it, it it's literally nothing. And it's just like why why would we talk about this? 
I, I think the only way we should talk about stuff like this is if people pay an extra premium <laughs> and only hear two of our opinions. Well, we're not going to cover all of Raw. You won't have to like see Los Lotharios, even though they're on SmackDown, versus uh, American Alpha or something. That 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 won't be. Even though Chad Gable's fucking awesome. Uh, any any last minute thoughts, Scott? Before we get uh, get to Dynamite. No, no, I'm a, yeah, I'm a Charlotte Flair fan, and I think uh, any hatred is um, is anti woman. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are laughing, but I'm serious. Which, which also any love of <laughs> but Scott Scott any love of Ric Flair is also anti woman. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Who do you think is a more awkward fit uh, for a take back the night rally, Bill and Hillary, or? Charlotte and Rick. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's get to Dynamite or Dud. We reviewed the 2021 Winter is Coming. Hour one, all of hour one, was Brian Danielson versus Adam Hangman Page versus the AEW for the AEW World Championship. If you haven't seen it, they go an hour. It ends in a draw. I'm gonna let Scott talk first. Scott, what do you? No, think? I've been talking first. You talk first, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> I did my roast right. first. Here, here, here's, here's, here's. And you were the one who started texting about it. I first. did. I did. I look, man. I just thought this should have been half the time. Um, I thought if they didn't want to finish like this, that this Brian then shouldn't have been his first big feud. I don't think that when you have a hot new babyface champion, the first match should be an hour draw. Um, it just didn't felt like, you know, it just, I want to see Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan do an hour. I don't necessarily, I love Adam hangman page. I don't know if I want to see him do an hour yet. You didn't think the match was good. I thought the match was good. You know what it reminded me of Scott, the WrestleMania 12 match with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah. 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 It reminded me of that. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, um, Okada matches in that, like they're all kind of 40 minutes. I don't know, man. I mean, Okada matches are so much more. I think he's like in the ring. Dude, I think Okada so versus like a versus versus a young guy, like a Sonata or something for sure, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you got Sonata. Brian Danielson in there. He's I guess Okada I'm, I'm level, thinking more you know? of like the Naito matches or the. Yeah. Ibushi, no. 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 Matches. Yeah. But yeah, young guy. Yeah. 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 For sure. I thought it was this smooth. Like, I thought like it was Okada, worthwhile. Sonata. That's what it felt like. Like I, I, um, the 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 amount of hate that I have seen, and I know there isn't a. Uh, it is a, sm- a small amount of hate. It seems unreasonable to me. So I'd like to hear uh, your takes. All right. Well, I just gave my criticism, um, but let's start <laughs> with, uh, let's start. What's I, I think uh, I had the softest criticism. Let's start with, let's start with Mike. Um, I just, you know, it's, you know, matches like you're halfway through and when you know what's going to happen, it's just not that exciting. And, and I think that, Here's the thing, you know, I, I, I've been making my uh, end of the year awards list and everything. And I really do think that, you know, Omega and, and Danielson, probably if it isn't my uh, match of the year, it's going to be very close. But I think that, that that felt organic in terms of, of multiple things, in terms of the crowd, uh, that it was this big Grand Slam moment. In terms of like the epicness of it, the, these two really are the best in the world. And this just felt more like a bloated sequel. And it just, I feel like for Paige's first 
title defense to end like that was just kind of i mean it did feel like it, iron man 2 or something you know like, yeah but totally it was iron man 3 um <laughs> this is what it was here's a bunch of suits and i like the suits but i just don't care i mean but there wasn't a bunch of suits that's the thing it, it wasn't like a complicated match it wasn't like but, you know it even though it did go an hour it wasn't overdone it was like so well timed i mean the commercials were annoying but even the timing know, of the man, commercials I, like well scott the thing is the thing is like when i mean the suits like the moves in a way like just the amount of like these yeah. lariats and shit like that and it's like i know that they're going to kick out of all of them and once i'm aware of that and then that's what happens it's like i feel like i wasted an hour it just wasn't that enjoyable in in hindsight and even while watching it like yeah it was good but yeah like once the the announcers it was the same with the Omega. Excalibur did a great job, but yeah. It was the same with the Omega Danielson match, which was that like once they bring up the time limit, it's like they're you're giving it away. And no, I don't think they necessarily gave it away. I don't think, I think so. I thought Hangman was going to win. And I think the entire crowd agreed. And that crowd was into the match for sixty minutes. Like they were for sure, it's almost like yeah, it's it's. But it's I, I'm talking about more Scott, like. Like the, you know, Any the spot where in the comments. beginning where like <laughs> Brian kept like sticking his head out of the ring to not get hit. Like I loved it the that, first time. That, and then when it happened like three times, I was like, all right, man. Okay. Yeah. I get the spot. I get the But spot. dude, that's a, I mean, dude, that's a fucking Okada uh, versus Omega. It's like the first 20 minutes is a bit of a drag. This was like I mean, very much a new Japan match. You, you have to do that when you do these long matches. I thought it felt like an epic, like, yeah, it built and it built and, and and maybe if if you, if you were impatient you fell off but if you were patient in the slightest it paid off I mean, it was i can't say it was a bad match i you know again a great I felt, match i felt like it was brett and sean you know i just was like and, and to me you know because i i see a lot of people posting like if 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 you're gonna if you don't want either of your guys to lose don't book them together i just i don't think that's what happened i don't think they gave a fuck i don't think they care if brian danielson loses tomorrow Yes, this is do. a story they're telling. Kenny and 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 Danielson, they had a, a half hour limit draw. It wasn't for the title. And now if these guys had an hour draw for the title. Um, it shows that Brian isn't a fucking joke, but it also shows that Hangman isn't a joke. And it shows that the three of them are so evenly matched. It's it's so much more. So are they going to do like than, a triple threat, you think, a revolution? Well, even if they don't, it's just the idea of like, you know, how often is there only, you know, one guy who's better than everybody? Like, realistically, no. Like, yeah, when sports are interesting, it's like, oh, my, you know, that that one year when Mike Tyson is better than everybody. Um, but realistically, there's like always five guys who are the shit. And, and I and I like that. And I think the rankings serve this, too. Well, matches you know, like the, this, the, you know, the, 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 the Omega match was the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And this was the Hobbit. Um, it's just, you know, it's also like. Yeah, maybe the arena liked it more. Maybe the arena liked it more, but they didn't have to deal with constant run-ins from Jake from State Farm and shit. Like, and I, Look, I man, I have I have an fun. issue with Jake from State Farm. I also have an issue with no matter what the first match is, they have to be like tonight is brought to you by, and it's like the first lockup of this big title match. Like, yeah, dude, I, I I definitely have some issues too. But at the end of the day, it was a great match. The crowd was into it the entire time. They were. I'm not saying they weren't. I thought it was a really good match. I just thought 
You shouldn't have that kind of match on TV. Free television, and now we get it again. And Brian Daniel isn't going to fuck around this time because he realizes, oh, my God, he can go the limit. So I can't fucking tease him. Well, Robert. they don't necessarily gonna, have to go again if he didn't get a rematch with Omega, right? Wait, what? He didn't get a rematch with Omega. Therefore, like, it's not any rule that he has. He got his title shot and it went to a draw. So he doesn't necessarily have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, w- I would think so. I-, I-, I would think so. I mean, they yeah. should, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems like it's going. And, and I mean, and the, the main thing that I'm pissed about is because the selfishness of these two fuckers going this long, we had to cut short the Wardlow and Matt Seidel match. And that is just <laughs> inexcusable. All right, Robert. We've, hey, wait. Uh, also, right. also, I, I, I would say, though, because this is for the title, if it's a draw, you may deserve a rematch as opposed to non-title and it's a draw, but I don't know. Yeah, well, luckily, they keep the rules consistent and tell them to us. Look, after, after 60 minutes uh, of that match, I don't understand why Patrick Mahomes hates that other people get the same car insurance rate as him. It makes him seem like a real piece of shit. Um, <laughs> speaking of piece of shit, th- this match was... This was not Sean Brett. This reminded me of the Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar Iron Man match where they were doing everything they could to stretch this thing to 60 minutes when it didn't organically need to be a 60 minute match. There were a few points in time during this match where you could have gotten to a finish. And and I disagree with you, Scott. Everybody knew this was going 60. The amount of people who texted me about this, they're like, this thing's going a full hour. I'm like, yeah, that's what it feels like. About 15 minutes in, you realize this thing's going an hour, and that's fine. This was this reminded me of when I was in high school and went to a Dave Matthews concert. You know every song is going to be 45 minutes. And at some point, you're going to be standing there for an 11 minutes. You knew I wasn't solo. getting laid. It was like, well, no, Why do you think I went to the concert in the first place, Scott? He yeah. locks up in uh, the corner. But, I don't know if you guys this, but uh, Crash was weird. actually about Robert. <laughs> you got your lariat i got my kicks there we go week, this, this is week two of mike singing along though since 90 percent of you didn't listen to minoru suzuki last week uh this is week one of you hearing mike singing all the time go back and listen to that roast by the way that was a fun fucking show in spite of the fact that we were talking about minoru suzuki it was kind of like people's reaction to this match it's like all right, there there was there were things to like about it. What threw me for a loop was halfway through, Hangman started bleeding, which meant this no longer became a, a fairly straightforward um, wrestling match. This was going to be like there there was intensity to this, and there was and like a never, two minute count. Wouldn't they even been counted they, out? Then they never it, they went to commercial during it. Then it never followed up. You I know. Like, I think they were addressing like you know point, when there's a medical concern, like when Samoa Joe was bleeding a bunch that one time and. They actually like they treat it like a boxing match where they just like address a person for a moment. You know? No, it was a good way to, to, to kill some time to try to get. No, like you going. don't lose but a boxing match was, by bleeding out, though. But what was weird was it wasn't until like 45, 46 minutes into the match when Hangman had Danielson on the ground and held him by the hand, started kicking him in the head. You remembered, oh, yeah, Danielson's been fucking up all of his friends. And this is a very personal match and not just a we're going to trade wrestling holds. It should have been a more personal match. They forgot their story for a little while because they got so excited at the idea of let's give Danielson an hour. And Danielson is, is, I don't think anyone's going to argue, one of the top five wrestlers alive today, one of the greatest of all time. And getting him to see, getting to see him do this with Adam Page 
people are going to go back and they're going to watch this from years to come to see what Danielson did. It wasn't spectacular by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't bad. And I think that's where the disconnect is. If this was the Kenny Omega match, we'd all be over the moon, excited, happy for it. Scott's going to be all over the moon and excited for it because it's AEW. Mike's going to shit on it a little bit because he's like, yeah, this felt like the Iron Man 3 of what this was. But that lack of, of one uniform opinion shows that this missed the mark. Well, if I think that Robert, if everybody you, was across the board happy, it'd be a different story. I, I, no, Robert, no, I disagree. I think people have bad takes and bad moods some nights. Yeah, people have bad takes and bad moods, but I don't think anyone's saying this match. And duty in their diapers. Shaq no one's saying is, this match on the NBA. No one's saying the match was bad. No one's saying, God, they shouldn't have done this. It was fucking awful. They're just saying it, it wasn't the blow away five star forget about it when we just I know saw now the blow repeat that in the mirror right. and realize how insane you guys said well, well, yeah, well, no, but, but Mike, Mike the one thing that, I mean Scott the one thing that Robert I think did hit it didn't it, tickle it, my wait, balls wait wait, wait, wait. the Nick can I just say one thing Mike I, yeah. I will say that the re, one thing that Robert did hit the nail on the head with was it should have been a more personal story than it was. That's all. What are you talking about? It was hard hitting like the whole fucking time. You weren't watching it, Dan. Admit it. You were walking. I your was watching dog, it. I watched, your I watched ass. the whole thing. There were five minutes right de- where, where there was out of your minds. Oh, I watched yeah. the whole thing, including the one part where uh, Pang Page looked like he was down for the count and out, and the match was going to be done. And Danielson's like, "I'm going to try to drag him into the ring," and they went to commercial. Yeah, that's fine. You have to go to commercials sometimes. It's a live event. It's It's annoying, but it doesn't make the match bad. Scott, I'd hate to break. It's a scripted program. They can pick the commercial breaks when they know there's a dramatic moment. Well, I know, but when you have to go an hour, you have to figure it out. And I think they figured it out pretty damn well, right? The home stretch was fantastic. Yeah, they didn't realize halfway through it was an hour-long match, Scott. They could have paced that one part out better because there was dramatic tension and they went away. These complaints are bad. This is listen, Scott. You guys shouldn't uh, have women in your lives. They must be tortured (laughs) by your opinions and your takes and your little issues with things it's demented and I really, you, I every, really every to mellow out every mellow argument that out. you have you just become calvin pissing on something all right he like, rules what are you talking uh, about that was a bad example my calvin is pretty cool <laughs> so calvin is great but then you fucking corrupt him by peeing but then on he pees that was never who's hobbs yeah what do you mean who's hobbs hobbs is hobbs can i, can I just can i just say that scott retweeted Quote tweeted on our on our fucking Twitter without asking us. Ric Flair, yes, oh, yes. he's allowed to praise do that. this match. Yes, he didn't, I mean he didn't Ric retweet Flair. fucking Saddam Hussein. He, Mike, 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 Mike has an issue that I retweeted Ric Flair because he doesn't think I should take Ric Flair's opinion on wrestling seriously. He's the greatest wrestler ever. That is true. He's pretty good. He's pretty damn good. More importantly, how have we not done Hook and Hobbs as Calvin and Hobbs? Well, like that uh, needs to be the oh thing going. God. That's the takeaway. You know dude. what? You know what our Facebook group is needs to get better at? Fun photoshops, guys. More fun <laughs> photoshops. This is your perfect opportunity. Here's here's okay. the thing that yeah, Scott, what you don't want to admit. That four-minute hook match was better than this hour. <laughs> I actually agree with you. <laughs> in okay. different ways. In uh, different all right, let's ways. get to let's get to hour two. We're not even at hour mm-hmm. two yet. We got Wardlow versus Matt Seidel, a uh, Young Bucks promo, Sheeta versus Serena Deeb, and Eddie Kingston promo, and MJF versus Dante Martin. My favorite part of this was the hook 
montage in the middle of it. Mike, what did you think about the second hour? Yeah, I I, I tweeted they uh, followed the longest thing on the uh, on the show, which was the match, with the shortest thing, which is Adam Cole. <laughs> uh, and uh I, I thought that this was you know this was fun um it definitely felt like they were it felt you know they were chugging along i mean the fact that because that match ended i think at like nine ten. it wasn't even like nine on the dot so it um you know they had a lot to get through and i thought they did a good job of building stuff one thing i will say that was really goofy to me was they kept saying that there was this big announcement that tony khan had this big announcement that he couldn't wait to share. Wait a minute. You weren't grateful that it wasn't Tony at the end? I was so nervous. No, 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 no. no. Let, me, let me finish, Dan. Let, let me finish, which is that the big announcement was a match that was impromptu created by Punk coming out. Oh, oh I know. Yeah. So dumb. So dumb. He was, going to, so he was going to announce the thing that hadn't happened yet on the show. <laughs> yeah, very silly. I don't know what that was That was stupid, about. right? Very yeah, Adam very Pierce. Uh, oh, Scott. Also, uh, Scott, and I want to hear your thoughts on the second hour. But Scott, Scott texted us that the only like all varsity blondes angles should be like Scooby Doo episodes. <laughs> and I was, I agree. And how funny would it be if like this ended with like, like, uh, what's his name? Harrison beats Alistair Black, but then he like rips his mask off and he was Peter Avalon the whole time. <laughs> he's like, God damn it. I, 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 have, I have this feeling that, um, you know, because you know, like, I know we had to record an episode for Christmas next week. And it's like, you know, we should always talk about dynamite. But the second they said Griff Garrison singles match, I'm like, we can record this episode whenever. We're okay. <laughs> are we not doing dynamite next week? I mean, we can, but it doesn't feel like they are. No, it's a big one. It's a dude, Cody versus Sammy TNT title, dog. And then, dude, the trios match CM Punk, Sting, and Darby. Yeah, which we FTR and MJF. What I think that like MJF and Punk aren't going to interact in that, right? They shouldn't. No, they will. They'll have one. They'll have one sequence. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's fine to have them touch just because, I mean, look, man. I don't know how great the match is going to be. You know what I mean? I feel like the promos are going to be way better than whatever they come up with. I think it'll be good. I just, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And MJS promo was great tonight. Uh, call, calling Punk Ryback. He's the R word. And then um, the whole thing of, uh, he was right. He's like, you just talked about how my sports team sucks for 10 minutes. And that's all you have. I, yeah, I really like that. Um, that was and, great. Hey, Scott, what do you think of the second hour? Uh yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Everything was above average to me, other than the backstage segments were a little wonky. I love. I love the uh, Malachi Black thing. I uh, I just saw they they the the rumors that Brody King did sign, like he's he signed, which that's badass. If he debuts next week or whenever he debuts, that's that's an awesome get, and he's he's gonna yeah, be- that's great. Well, especially now that Steen's not going there, I think there's definitely room for Brody. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a cool hour. I thought MJF versus Dante was a lot of fun. I thought the ending felt a little rushed. Oh, CM Punk wore a uh, wore a pro uh, abortion shirt, and they were in Texas, so that was kind of cool. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, Look, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a guy, you know. Uh, if, yeah, if I you, guess if, just you know what you Scott, know what. If my... your nickname's Chick Magnet, you better be pro abortion. 
<laughs> I, I think, you know, an error, it, it's kind of funny. Remember when there was those debuts at All Out and then everyone was like, oh, everyone's going to expect debuts constantly. And it didn't happen. Nobody expected wow. debuts ever. But they were definitely expecting a debut tonight, especially with like Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano recently, uh, you know, they're up. The Ring of Honor show is, you know, that's finally all wrapped up, even though those guys were able to do what they wanted to do even before Final Battle. But like, there felt like you were going to get a surprise. And then when you turn off the lights completely and it's Sting and Darby, it's like, that's cool. And it makes sense. And it wouldn't have made sense if it was anybody else to attack MJF. But it, I, I think it does leave at least like the, the, the fans who like follow the Meltzers and the, and the Sean Ross saps and shit, like thinking someone's going to arrive because it's winter's coming and Sting debuted last year. Like that felt like a weird disappointment, but it's irrelevant because that's a thing we invented in our heads. Like, they well, it's not us. though, because Tony's been talking about big surprises and new people to come in the next couple of months. So, I mean, you're, you're right. Like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. You no, know, he's been what, he set what, it up for sure. What I, what I do hope is that I forgot my favorite moment of this hour was when the, you know, Sean Spears and Warlow are beating up uh, Seidel and, you know, Sean Spears like, we got to go buy champagne. And then he's like, just wear what you're wearing now, which is like a very sweat filled singlet. Mm-hmm. I would love the fucking like vignette of them going to the liquor store with Warlow just dressed like that, <laughs> buying booze. <laughs> oh, right. that segment had me rolling my eyes a little. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's a little too on the nose, like it's pushed so hard that they're getting phone calls in the ring that Wardlow has to go do something else. But it is funny when you say it out loud, you go, oh my God, just as soon as this guy's done winning, he gets a phone call from MJF that he's got to go run an errand. Like, it's funny mm-hmm. now that I say it, so fuck it. But it felt right. a little funny. Uh, our, our two, I'm going to plow through this year because it's been a while since Scott's been so fucking pro AEW and I'm able to go on <laughs> shit. This second hour sucked shit so bad. For me. Oh, it wasn't. How was it that bad? I, I will fucking oh, tell no, you why. No, no, because no, here's no. the deal. First of all, you had that Cole Bucks and Fish promo where production played kazoo music so loud you couldn't hear Dude, what they were so saying. That was so funny. Which is fine because I don't need to hear what they're saying. And they did this to promote a shitty eight-man tag on Rampage no one cares about. I love Wardlow and Seidel. A two-minute match it was a squash. It was great. The goofy shit with Sean Spears after was fine. They did a Ty Conti Penelope Ford fucking thing that made me decide that maybe I should have been aborted rather than having to sit through this fucking thing. Uh, Malachi Black was somehow in the Walsh household from Beverly Hills 90210, where he's now brainwashing Brody King. Cool, great, whatever. Serena Deeb and Sheeta, I picked up my remote and I pushed fast forward and I forgot that we were watching live because I usually watch AEW Dynamite Thursday morning to plow through it and I couldn't fast forward with this fucking match and I was bored out of my skull. They let the Varsity Blondes go on TV. Griff Garrison has zero negative charisma. He is negative one charisma. All right. I didn't understand what he was doing. They were like bad for porn actors. Then Eddie Kingston cut a promo to promote a fucking second pointless 10 man rampage tag team match. I swear to Christ, I watch Raw every week and I find problems with this show. That's how bad it is. MJF gave a three-minute promo that was probably more entertaining than the 60-minute Danielson match where the crowd was actually engaged and happy and it was fucking awesome. Him and Dante Martin had a match. It was eh. And then, yeah, the lights went out and they popped up and it's Sting and Darby. And then the crowd just chanted for CM Punk and then didn't realize he's wearing a pro-abortion shirt in Texas because he's the fucking man. Well, AEW fans, I mean, I would still, I would say that there was a let's go Brandon guy in the front row. 
So uh, well, l- l- let's 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 chill on how. Well, maybe who one, cares? Yeah, but come on, man. That's one fucking. Hey, maybe Joe Biden is a bad teacher, president. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, that's one. What's one teacher? That's one. I'm just saying, but then then this is not all you know, super progressive and liberal in terms of what the audience is here. But the 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 second hour, the crowd was deflated after the 60 minute match, and rightfully so. But it, it felt like they just had a bunch of guys. They flew to TV, and they're like, "Fuck it, we'll do a." Uh, uh, a 26 man tag on rampage so thank god we're not reviewing rampage actually i wanted to talk to you guys about that uh jesus jingle- christ <laughs> well jingle all the way too i don't know how much we can talk about it so I we're was- gonna talk about jingle all the way too and that's it no yeah. come on no, even if it's 10 minutes dude merry christmas um, yeah. well, no, get I her mean- done dan get her done <laughs> all right well you don't want to talk about rampage and smackdown on the Patreon? no all right fine <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Raymond wrestling on a wrestling podcast. How dare you? All right. Well, I still have to watch this movie. All right. Well, then something to sports. Robert, can we do SmackDown and Rampage this week and not Raw? Yeah, thank you, buddy. I just don't want to. Raw's going to be the Christmas special, dude. You'll love it. Yeah, but SmackDown will. uh, I don't know, man. SmackDown's a way better show. When do we stop calling it? SmackDown was really good last week. There's a lot of good shit on SmackDown. Besides the women's segments, it was really good. When, when do we stop calling it the Christmas special and the please just let them go home to their family special? <laughs> well, no, the, the, you, when you're there, you're you're working Christmas. Um, I, I worked Christmas and it's the best day. I was going to tell the story next week, but fuck it now. The best thing about working at WWE is when it is Christmas, they, they do give you a half day and it's Uzo day. Uh, the uh, not the Usos day. It's Uzo. The, uh, the you get Greek, to drive home drunk after the, the, they, after they, the Christmas was, party. <laughs> uh, this one guy, George Germanakis, mm-hmm. used to be in all the old WWE videos. George and Adam for like a while used to bring in bottles of Uso and you and everyone would take shots. And it just turned into this big drunken bacchanal where everyone just starts drinking at like 10 o'clock in the morning. It's the single best day of the year. It was it was the most fun thing. Apparently, HR got rid of it recently. So fuck you, WWE. Fuck you, Nick Khan. You you and The Rock as part of your conspiracy theory, Pervin Russo. Do they cut 82 wrestlers and the Uso? <laughs> yes. Did you see did you see the sign in the crowd? It was my favorite sign. Vince ends more careers than COVID today. <laughs> uh, wrestling fans are the best. All right, let's get to uh, the We Must Hate Ourselves World Cup. Uh, today we're talking about Akeem, the African Dream versus the Red Rooster. I mean, this is for me, this is a layup. Like red red rooster is the worst gimmick. It's not even close. Um we fa- it's it's truly like like Terry Taylor squawking as a rooster is more uncomfortable than a white guy finding his African ancestry. I mean, all the promos that Terry Taylor has where he's just like half. I actually agree with Bruce when Bruce was like, if if he had maybe married it, I don't think it would have worked, but it would have been better than fucking what it was, which I don't well, know. Wait, just- though, is it is it true that he was told he's red rooster and the idea was you know kind of like a red rooster's like a rocking kind of vibe you know you're you're the cock of the walk and he took it literally yeah and he showed up and he fucking acted like a rooster (laughs) like cockadoodle doing and they were like what is he doing out there i heard that's what happened (laughs) is that true oh that's hilarious i did did, is that really true robert yeah terry taylor fucking sucks uh he he took this the wrong way uh he went out there acting like a goddamn chicken yeah dude it was great so bad that 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 he was up for the Mr. Perfect character, and I cannot imagine that. Well, no, no, hold on. The, the like, rumor, the, it wasn't much. They were casting for the Mr. Perfect role, 
and this red rooster role. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at different guys that could fit it. And they're like, all right, the same way they were casting the undertaker role. And they were looking at who could play that role. That yeah. was all that it was. It's like these guys who went for first round interviews for like, Oh, I'm going to get uh, star Wars. Cause I got called in with 600 other people. Like, no, they, they weren't going to look at Terry Taylor and think, yeah, that's the perfect man. <laughs> well i, I look at that that's a giant cock it's brutal man it just feels like like when like buzz when like the fucking buzz light year doesn't show up for the birthday party so a dad has to be buzz light year and all the kids are like <laughs> you fucking suck we know why mom left that's, <laughs> that's what what the whole thing felt like uh so red root red root and also i think Akeem's kind of funny in its own way you know it's like it's kind of like a more subtle Kerwin White, which I can't believe I'm saying those words. Um, Scott, what do you think is the worst gimmick? The Red Rooster or Akeem the African Dream? Yeah, Red Rooster. It's just a huge, hilarious fail. And I think that I I think that's important going forward because we are winding. Are we winding down on this? We're winding down. We got one more. Because I think we we're going to. What is it called? We, the, I think we, we hate ourselves. It's, yeah. it's, it's soon to be. Uh, I think we should kill ourselves. <laughs> well, second round, it becomes I think we should kill ourselves World Cup because we're yeah. going back and reviewing the same gimmicks. But I, I, I think sweet. that uh, we should change this to uh, the podcast isn't long enough as as it is <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so we got two votes for the red rooster mike what's your what's your vote red rooster or came this is a pretty yeah, short man. episode actually the, you know the, the, yeah these these are both the same era um i think they both main evented a survivor series which is fucking crazy <laughs> I, I i'm pretty sure red rooster was the main event um but you know like akeem yeah he was the one-man gang the video of him going to the hood in quotation marks with slick where he has his transformation is so stupid like the thing is like the samba simba gimmick felt more offensive than this and a part of that was like the shame of tony atlas and and what's so funny man akeem like i've watched like shoot interviews with the, the real guy uh, george gray and he talks about like Vince trying to teach him how to speak jive which is fucking amazing and that he would always do this thing this is an audio podcast, but if you ever team promo, the dance that he does. Oh, he did during, it in this match that I watched. Yeah, it's during crazy. any promo, like because you know, a lot of times it was um his dance you know, was Trump's impression of a handicapped person. Yeah. <laughs> He's you know, the, they were the they were the 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 twin towers was was their name, and 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 unlike the buildings, one of them is still standing. But I remember it was crazy, like because it would be them with Slick, and he would always just be dancing in the background. And so this is a funny, if you guys have not seen, this is this is why Akeem is, is amazing. Akeem on Arsenio is fucking hilarious. Where he's, he literally says to Arsenio, like, I'm more of a brother than you are. And it's so fucking, like, over-the-top, hysterical, stupid. You know, he's, like, trying to get heat. It and look, man, they were in the mega powers, uh, you know, explode angle and all that shit. They, you know, they were a big, they're a big main event tag team, him and boss man. So uh, they're awesome. And Red Rooster, yeah, Terry Taylor seems like not a great guy. And then the gimmick kind of sucks. And, you know, if he had sold it a little bit, you wouldn't feel so bad. But yeah, fuck him. Uh, Red Rooster is the worst gimmick. All right, we got. Are we gonna have? Are we gonna have a, a a sweep here, Robert? No. 
Um, I, you I, I think, think Akeem is worse? There's two things to keep in mind. One, the joy that I get from Akeem is when NBC acquired uh, WWE for Peacock and they didn't know about the DX blackface segment and they got really scared of that. I would love to be in the meeting when someone explains to them there was a wrestler that they had uh, who uh, was a white guy who found out and thought he was black and would act black. And this is this is canon that we have to keep on our uh, streaming platform. So I love that that's just sitting there. The reason why I can't say that the Red Rooster gimmick is the worst gimmick of the two is because it saved us from a Terry Taylor push in the WWF. <laughs> and anything that was going to prevent... you think he really would have gotten a push? Is there yes, a world in which he got a push? He got I mean, so many different opportunities in so many different companies so many times because the look that he had, that, yeah, they would have given him another opportunity. He still wound up back in WWF and backstage. He's still there now in NXT. He's like a yeah. cockroach. He won't die. But the fact that he got saddled with such a shit gimmick meant we didn't have to watch his subpar wrestling on WWF TV. And for that reason alone, I salute you, Red Rooster gimmick. Thank you. I have to vote for Akeem reluctantly. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the Red Rooster squawks on. And we're getting to the high spot, low spot of the week. This is a very short episode, Mike, so bite your tongue. Um, I'm going to go with high spot. I have, I have, I have two that, that, that tie for me. One is Brock and Overwalls, and two is uh, I watched the Ring of Honor, the show. You know, it was kind of – it was a good show, but the, the big thing that happened was the Briscoes and FTR had a stare down, and, man, I can't wait for that segment. Just a bunch of country boys going at one another, fucking each other up. Mike, what was your hotspot hotspot of the week? Your hotspot. I don't know why. I just I just became that Brian. Did you see that Brian Kelly from the guy who was uh he was the he was the coach of Notre Dame, I think, and he went to LSU and he addressed LSU and he for some reason started speaking in a southern accent, even though it never happened. It's online, it's fucking crazy. It it felt like you were being attacked by Dusty's ghost there for a second. I guess we forgot to say that was also the thing with Akeem, right? That it was a dig on Dusty. The oh, everything was a dig on Dusty, yes. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, mine is uh Bret Hart taking new shots at Hulk Hogan. What was this? I didn't even hear about this. This, this week, yeah. baby. This week? What is yeah, he, man. Right um, before, right before, he's like, oh, Christmas is around the corner. Might as well drop some coal on old Terry. So, I'm going to read this in in Brett's voice if I can. Uh, all the Canadian wrestlers like Natalia or Edge were influenced by me. I think if you look back at wrestling when it was the Hulk Hogan show, he was six foot eight and a one out of three wrestler. He didn't know a headlock from a headlamp. He didn't know very much. He knew how to do a clothesline and maybe a body slam. He was very limited. Vince took a chance with me and made me that champion. It meant so much to me to think I tried to live up to be that champion. It was about being the best wrestler. I gave so much as that wrestler. I was a good role model in the dressing room, and that means a lot. <laughs> was 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 there someone else there for the interview, or was it? Just, I don't know. I hope sounds, not. That just sounds like Brett's uh, meditation before he Dude, goes to bed so, every night. So what I love about this is that you know, you, you know, when you you when we do this show and we we have our recurring jokes about people, and sometimes you question like, is that true? Am I going too far? Am I imagining things? And it's like. No, he really is this fucking guy. He is this parody. He also talked about Neidhart this week, where he was saying how, like, 
Neidhart was a great tag team partner because he just shut up and listened to whatever Brett said. So, uh, yeah, Brett. That's about right. Never stop being Brett. Uh, high spot of the week. The vape cartridge I'm smoking right now is White Rhino. So, in, in honor of uh, in honor of Jim's death, I guess would be right White Rhino. Uh, <laughs> Scott, uh, what's your high spot of the week? So, I, I also watched Final Battle. I love that. That was a high spot. Uh, yeah. A lot of really cool moments and little cute things. Uh, a a match I saw uh, online with uh, Will Ospreay, Blake Christian, and Trey Miguel uh, at Warrior oh, yeah. Wrestling. Trey's good, the man. Warrior Wrestling Championship. Trey Miguel is awesome. Man, this thing was insane. You got to watch this match. Uh, I won't spoil it, but it's really, really good. Dude, the Danielson Hangman match tonight and the beautiful things to come because of that result that you guys hate. <laughs> I Mark my words, everybody it. listening. Wait, Robert hated it. I just didn't, I didn't hate that match Beautiful storytelling because of this. It. You're going to sit there looking stupid. Uh, but my high spot was this morning was a New Japan's um, World Tag League final and Best of Super Juniors final. But at it, Shibata said that he's wrestling. At oh, Bristol that's King. right. That should have been my fucking January high spot. 4th. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Should, who's he going to They say he's going to go against they Kenta. Say. They'll probably announce it mm, in a few It's going to be Kenta, right? It's gotta be Kenta. No, I think Kenta's fighting Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. That's so dumb, but, uh, man. You want to see Kenta. Roll. It, It's yeah, gonna be Shibata versus Pretzel Roll. Um in the uh in, in, in the You mean Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> in the battle of what is the better Wendy sandwich alternate bread? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to Shibata's return. Uh Robert, what was your I love, I love that we're keeping the Shibata joke just to keep that one going. My wife bought Shibata bread for sandwiches, and I'm like, Did you listen to the podcast? And her immediate response was, Are you fucking kidding me? Which <laughs> yeah. is so yeah. Um He's yeah, like, I so still want to stay married to you. <laughs> yes, no, my, my high spot uh, was the re-signing of Kevin Owens to the WWE. Um, there Robert's just, such a WWE guy. It's fucking hilarious. It's, it's the way so, he said it, right? It's, it's, <laughs> oh, it's so, like he personally signed Kevin Owens. No, yeah, it's, yeah, that, yeah. it's so many people. I, feel, were like, so, I, I feel like Victory Kazoo music should be playing now. Yeah. Like that he just showed off his new car and sat in it. Yes, this is this is watching candy get taken from babies, and I absolutely love it. Um, Good, good for, and the funniest part of all of this, and this is why, this is why it was my highest spot, because I, I love Kevin Owens. I'm happy he's going to be on Raw. He's entertaining. Is the, the, it does esteemed, make Raw easier. The esteemed AEW fans out there that are listening, that are on Twitter, the really reserved, calm, rational folks that are out there, we're all about Kevin Steen's leaving. Kevin Steen's leaving. This me great. This me great. This me great. He resigns to WWE. Fuck him. He looks like Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> you you fucking fickle assholes i love it i love that something you wanted has been taken from you emils and you have to suffer through the 24 7 title if you want to see kevin owens again uh, also brock on smackdown both wearing overalls in that Sami Zayn segment and him threatening adam pierce by slowly describing what he did that was by, awesome by uh, uh skinning a uh a, a buck and a moose, and then showing him on his phone, which was a cricket wireless phone, because there's synergy, and then snapping that thing in half because he has a flip phone. Uh, Brock Lesnar is a national treasure. Yeah, there's no way that cricket wireless gets reception in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Zero bars. Well, you right, had me. Robert. There's no way cricket wireless gets reception. We'll stay on you, Robert. <laughs> What's your low spot of the week? My low spot was uh, final battle, just because. I, I hate to see Ring of Honor winding down and we may never see 
Ring of Honor in this iteration again. It was a, uh, a really fantastic promotion that I think Bully Ray said it, so take it with a grain of salt, but I still agreed with it. It has created more stars in the last 20 years than any other company. Uh, they, they really, yeah, I would say that's city. true. I would definitely say that's true. My, my, I still maintain my hope that Tony Khan buys ring of honor, gets the library and packages it in a deal with HBO max, because there's so many great matches in ring of honor that people don't have access to, unless you have the DVDs or, or you, you know, get their somewhat spotty streaming service. Uh, it sucks that the, the legacy of ring of honor is kind of ending like this. Uh, so I, I hope, you know, by some miracle, some version of it returns in a way that uh, is befitting of uh, Ring of Honor. It doesn't kind of keep sputtering back like the NWA. Oh, man, the, the if I could see Secession and the American Wolves in the same night, I would be a happy boy. My low spot this week uh, was not, well, it was outside the world of wrestling, but, you know, combat sports. Amanda Nunes losing uh, this. This, for me, was more shocking than watching Ronda lose. If you if you hadn't seen it, I mean, it was just uh, it, it's just a bummer. And part of the reason it's a bummer is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm t- taking nothing away from um, from, you know, the, the girl who beat her, whose name I don't have right now. Um, <laughs> it was something. That is Pena. So damn funny. Pena. Yeah. Dan's like, the issue is there should only be two strong women in the world. No, no, no. My and issue is three. No, no. Really <laughs> My issue is that. Uh, is that is that I think Nunez was ravaged by COVID and she shouldn't have come back that fast. So, you know, I, w- I would have loved to see this fight a little bit later, but who knows if she'll be able to come back as fast. Sometimes, you know, there's just that fight and then fighters become vulnerable again. We've seen that with Anderson Silva. We saw that with Ronda Rousey. We saw that with Conor McGregor. We've seen that with everybody. It's not it's not WWE. People get old. She was uh, ravaged by COVID Pena. Uh, but it's not WWE. They can't go on to have great matches in their fifties, like The Undertaker and <laughs> Bill Goldberg. Um, but yeah, that was my low spot of the week. Scott, what was your low spot? Oh gosh, I was supposed to have a low spot. I, I really didn't. I just listed off five great things. I didn't watch any of Raw. No low spots, man. Honest to goodness. Um, are they still uh, doing that Austin Theory Vince thing? Oh Robert? yes, they are. That's so weird. Yes, it was so it was it was so golden this week. Uh, Theory attacked Finn Balor, went in the back to show Vince's picture, and Vince is like, "What do you What do you think? We're friends? I don't have friends because I voluntarily don't have friends." And then just berated him. Uh, and it was the best Shane McMahon segment Shane was never in. <laughs> um. So, Mike, finally, what is your low spot? Uh, okay, you. Absorb Canadians that Hannibal incident. Uh, I think. Uh, oh my god, that was terrible. What happened? What, what was this? What was I saw the internet talking about this? What, so there was a, there's a referee. Hannibal had a match, and you know, you'd think he'd learn about bleeding, um, but he fucking like he and, and I watched his defense of 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 the fucking uh, incident. Wait, which, what happened? What happened? I don't okay, know so what happened. I just want to say his video five minutes and was longer than that page match so he fucking uh yeah this guy like there's the bleeding referee like you hire him because he's a bleeder and all of that and he just like i think went too far and the guy only got like 75 dollars to bleed which seems really fucking low 
And he just, you know, went hard at the guy and just kept stabbing him. And and, and to me, it, it feels like an incident of a guy that, you know, was bullied and 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 had this shit happen to him. And then he took it out on, on somebody else. He is the Adam Lanza of independent wrestling. Yeah, man. This just like put a bad taste in my mouth. It's like, um, I never liked this guy and this really cemented it. Like it's just an assault. You watch it and it, and it's, you know, he's just fucking stabbing the guy in the head. It's, it's very uncomfortable uh, to watch. And, you know, and, and then as uncomfortable is his apology video where he tries to make himself look good. Um, Cause there's no accountability. There's no apology. There's no, maybe I went too far. It's just, it's just in general, this kind of low-level fucking violence is, is, is shitty, uh, ruins wrestling for me, and just a bad taste in my mouth. So, easy low spot of the week. Oh, and you know what? My my low spot of the week, uh, Jimmy Rave died. He was 39. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was so yeah. I, I've only, I mean, I only remember, like, his cage match with Punk and Ring of Honor and stuff, just watching it back when I was younger and shit, but... Uh, yeah, he was super young then and so damn talented. And then I guess Drugs. Like, he admittedly had drug issues and stuff. Yeah, but yes, uh, I think he had like his an arm amputated and his legs amputated just like this fall. And yeah, 39, man. So that's ultimate low. Sucks, stuff. man. That yeah, that man. that and the uh the, that Denver Bronco who went down this week. So crazy. Oh, I don't even know about that. What happened? Yeah, 34. He I guess he got in a car accident a year ago. He was on the Super Bowl team to receiver thomas um uh but he he uh i demarius guess he got in a car thomas. demarius thomas yeah he got a uh he got in a uh a car accident a year ago and then i guess from injuries you know with the car accident he died in it he died in his house and it was like seizure related i'm not i'm not really sure but but sucks because it, it seems like he was like like really loved by whenever you hear a professional athlete who was that loved you're like oh man why couldn't it have been you know, fucking uh, Ben Roethlisberger, the guy that wore War Machine or something like that, you know. Um, All right. Well, um, you know, to, to lighten the mood a little bit, I'll, I'll do the Twitter question. Of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, there was no way to say out of that. It's very sad. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Our, you know, RIP. I, I would dedicate this episode to him, but I don't know if he'd want that. So, but just rest in peace. Dedicated yeah. to Alberto Del Rio. The charges against him were apparently dropped. Oh. So, uh, no way. Yeah. So there, there, there's your justice system and or back it's, channel it's, payment. It's, it's the end of It's a Wonderful Life where he's running down the street. <laughs> <laughs> he's running down the street yes, oh, holding man. another woman's passport so she can't flee the country after he beat her up. Yeah, let's, yeah. Just, let's just say, because we, 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 we normally record Thursday nights. We are recording this week because it's scheduled on a Wednesday night. So if there are a lot of firings, that is a low spot from all of us. We are sorry about it. There's a good chance that could happen. <laughs> Christmas is almost. They here. wouldn't fire anyone on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring me a list of the Jews. <laughs> okay, right. so, there goes the know, legal easy, department. <laughs> easy high spot of the week. And we all talked about this with glowing praise on our last Patreon. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hook. Yeah. But was Hook about Hook? And so I figured a Hook-themed Twitter question. I asked our fans, what should Hook's catch be? 
So, uh, at Mexico Studios, beat me if you can. Brush my hair if I let you. <laughs> at Human Tornado, when you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, hey, there's nepotismal. <laughs> at Danny Vapid, where are my hookers at? <laughs> That's probably the one they're going to use. Uh, yeah. I actually at like Oscars that. 88, I swear I'm not Cody. <laughs> at Promographic Ken, you just took the bait and now you're about to get hooked. <laughs> at Dan Bean Sports, beat me if you can. I survived watching Brian Cage matches. <laughs> at Nerdy Egg Roll, hook doesn't only end lives in Texas. <laughs> at SmartNado1, finally, I'll stretch you for days and make you squeal like a duck toy. You are dealing with the most dangerous fuckboy. <laughs> Uh, we got the best fans in the world we got the best fans in the world all right folks we hope you enjoyed wrestle weeks next next wrestle roast i don't know what mike was there more no that was it oh that was it okay i thought there was more i i've 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 gone to like editing them down to like like six or seven and oh that's um, great yeah thank you for that organic moment scott uh, I'm sorry, Zach. Next, edit that out. Nah, next, next week. If you know I didn't, if I didn't read yours, I, I apologize. You know, it just you see the diminishing returns as I read the names. So, well, ne- next week we're going to be doing bright. <laughs> next week we're doing as of, of course the roast of McFoley. So the roast and bright side for show and hell. I could have picked Kane Dewey. I could have picked one of McFoley's amazing matches. But instead, I picked a match a clip I've never seen: Foley Cause versus JBL Kringle at WWE's Tribute to the Troops. My God, Daniel! It's four minutes. It's four minutes. Come on! It's Christmas. Longer than the Danielson match. We're gonna. Can I I just say that I read all of Foley's Impact book? I've read a lot of it. I've read most of it. Yeah. Countdown to lockdown. It's not bad, actually. Um, yeah. Then we He's got a, a di- dynamite review, uh, high spot, low spot uh, for our final first round for We Must Hate Ourselves World Cup. Uh, Zant, I think it's Santa Claus or Kazanta. It's, it's Zanta with Claus. It's Zanta or yeah, yeah, with it with an X, right? Yep. Yeah, because it was um, the nineties. Yeah. yeah, Santa Santa Claus versus Oz, and we're also going to be doing a Secret Santa where each of us. But uh, the other, a wrestling cameo. So we're going to see what those are. Until then, <laughs> wash your hands, folks, and have a. Well, I guess it's not Christmas yet. What's this weekend? Is there a holiday this weekend before Christmas? When's I Boxing Day? It's not later. The day after Christmas. No. Yeah, the thing after Christmas. Yeah. Oh, it's Spider Man weekend. <laughs> it's getting great go. reviews. I'm going we're going to go on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I'm going Hell tomorrow, yeah. baby. Oh shit! Look at Mike. There we go with you my know, action figures because I'm cool. <laughs> the the, the uh, dude uh, the the um, the last episode. I don't know if anybody here is fans of Secession, but the the season finale. Oh, dude, oh, so, so good. good, so oh, good. Oh my god! Man. All right, does everybody want good? We can turn. We can actually talk about Secession on our wrestling thread. But that was like we can talk about that, Succession as well. That was. This is, <laughs> That was maybe my favorite episode of TV ever. That was that was the best heel turn of the year. Ozymandias yeah. might still be, but it's the same vibe. There's still that same. No, feeling. no, Ozymandias had nothing on uh, on Tom. Oh, Tom, so yeah. good. That yeah. was so good. Mike, did you watch it too? 
I did, and I've always felt like Triple H is Tom, and <laughs> and I still think that. So you know, um, I mean, dude, we could fucking talk about Succession. I I think you know people love our casting specials. I think for a Patreon soon, let's cast fucking Succession with wrestlers. I mean, come on, it's Vince. We've, we've been saying all it's it's Vince and Austin Theory or cousin Greg and Logan Roy. It's fantastic. <laughs> 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 That is true. All right, folks, we'll see you next week.